Hi, Gregory. Hi, Thomas. How are you? You were asking people, what is your opinion of the actor Nicholas Cage? C-A-G-E-F-I-G-A. Don't be looking at her too hard now. This is a very different and weird question. Oh my God. I really like how he doesn't seem to give a fuck what anyone thinks about him. This is Cage Fight. And I think that's kind of badass. Welcome to Cage Fight. I'm gonna drink me a beer. Hello everyone, check your watch, it's Cage O'Clock, I think I've done that one before, but anyway, good morning, how are you? I'm great, Greg, how are you? I'm good, who are you? I'm Thomas. And my name is Gregory. Together we are Cage Fight! It's like the Bill and Ted Um... You see, when when uh, Bill and Ted Three came out, I imagine right they didn't even bother calling uh, old Bill Withers or whatever his name is. They just assumed he would be available. Everyone else, they had to say, so like, "Is uh, George Carlin still around?" It's like, "Oh, did you not hear? Yeah, what's wrong? Yeah, I hope. Yeah. I hope he's okay." Through gritted teeth, <laughs> I got some news for you. But it worked out all right. It's like. <laughs> It's like the lovely thing when um, Voyager 2 was getting ready to, uh, was hitting the end of the solar system. Uh, the Twitter accounts of Voyager 2 and the Mars rover were chatting to each other. And Voyager 2 said, oh, rover, I'm almost at the end of the, almost got made it out of the solar system, which means my mission's completed. I can't wait to turn around, come home and have a catch up with Carl Sagan. <laughs> and Mars oh. rover. <laughs> Mars Rover just got all two things. Um. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> welcome to Cage Fight. It's Cage Fight time. It is uh, this thing that we do. You know what this thing is. We're in we're in the twenties. Hey gang, right? I'm gonna ask Thomas to do, explain what we're what we're doing uh, here, and then we're gonna have to have a little chat. So Thomas, let the good people know what we do. Well, see that chat. He mentioned it is about two Nicolas Cage films, two films that he was a part of in some capacity. We've each watched one of these films, and we're going to talk about each of them films, and then we're going to take those films and we're gonna mash them together like they're the little G.I. Joes, and we're going to say, yeah, you set my soul on fire and cage out, and then one of them will be the <laughs> figure that wins, and the other one will be the one that loses. And sometimes the one that loses is a great action figure that we need to throw away. And sometimes mm-hmm. the one that wins is a terrible action figure. Sometimes it was the action figure your mom got you from McDonald's and it doesn't really work quite well. And you're not like that crazy about it, but you really wanted Ninja Turtles that day. Yeah, which is which is stupid because McDonald's weren't even doing Ninja Turtles, but Burger King were. But, oh no, we can't go to Burger King. I don't like the fries. It doesn't matter that the fries are better at McDonald's than Burger King. Not everyone yeah, agrees with that. Stupid mum. <laughs> anyway. So um, today, we are ta- we're going to talk about Honeymoon in Las Vegas, and we're going to talk about Greg's film, Pay the Ghost. That's Pay right. Pay the Ghost. Pay the Ghost. Have you heard of Pay the Ghost? I've never heard of Pay the Ghost. Why would you name a movie that? Oh, how I wish I were you. Have you never heard of this <laughs> oh, fucking no. film? <laughs> it sounds... I 
pay the ghosts. Okay, let me guess. Mm. Um, let's see. Pay the ghosts. Um, I, okay, I'm putting myself in the in the director's chair in the writer's chair. I've created a movie, yeah. and I've called it "Pay the Ghosts" because you're um you're, you're you uh they're uh, ghost sharks. They're shark ghosts. They're money ghost sharks. Right. Um. I mean, firstly, you're wrong. Secondly, I want this movie you're describing so much more. <laughs> oh, no. I want well, ghost uh, sharks, ghost loan sharks, ghost loan sharks. Yeah, <laughs> who, who are also <laughs> actual sharks, like going, ar- ghosts. going around trying, trying to get their money back that they loaned to humans or not you to um who would who would a shark loan money to? Probably dolphins, right? Uh huh. Yeah, for the dolphins' legal case against whales. Um, I'm running out of steam. Jump in. I'm running out of steam. Yeah, I don't so, want to let uh, this go yet. Oh no. Okay. So uh, you you sign over your afterlife to okay. the ghost loan sharks. Yeah. Uh, sharks. To, in order for uh, in, in order for money in your current life that yeah. you can't take to your afterlife. So then you got to work for like the indentured servitude for them after after you die. Oh wow. <laughs> uh but the indentured servitude that you have to do is you've got to become a sort of ghost glue that holds dentures in people's mouth. So you're you've got indentures servitude. <laughs> uh, the afterlife. You got to keep granny's teeth together. You got to keep granny's teeth together and granny Likes boiled sweets and uh, crunchy Ugh. apples. It's a tricky, tricky job. But the mm. sharks will bring you back to life in order to eat you if you don't do it right. Exactly. That. But the after credit scene. Whoo, uh, Samuel L. Jackson turns up. Uh, Bateman comes in from Ghostbusters. Oh, fuck, yeah. And then it cuts. It just cuts. It, it, Bateman, who uh, famously was in the third Ghostbusters film, because for some reason people are just ignoring that third Ghostbusters film with Melissa McCarthy, even though it was really fun. But everyone's it's, just going. It's a canon doing. event. It's it's ridiculous that everyone hated that film for no reason other than like it was it was a girl one, so everyone just hated it because mm. like girls weren't in. I didn't grow up with girls. I think that's what people did. But anyway, I'm going to start by talking about Pay the Ghost, if you don't mind, Thomas. Is that okay? Go, go, your go for ghost. Okay, right. This is Nicolas Cage in a supernatural horror film. Oh. One that was described by Brian Telerico at robertebert.com. As a new low for Nicolas Cage. Oh, oh, no. Okay, let's run through the film. It won't take long. But keep up, because you think you know where it's going, but you mm. don't. <laughs> I think I think describing the film, I'll decide I really like it, even though I did not enjoy this film at all. <laughs> Nicolas Cage is a professor at a university... Where he uh, teaches literature, specifically horror literature. Okay. Okay. His wife 
has looks after the child and he's always late. He keeps on promising things to the kid, but hey, he always lets him down. But it's okay because he mm. gets tenure, so it's going to change now. But he gets tenure on Halloween and he's promised his kid he's going to dress up with his kid and they're going to go out trick-or-treating, but he has to work late. So his kid is sad and goes trick-or-treating with the mum. And Cage finally comes up going like, hey, kid, I'm sorry. I'm sorry I didn't go with you. He's like, oh, dad, you promised. He's like, I'll tell you what. I'll take you to the Halloween carnival. And the mother's there going, I've just told him he can't go to the Halloween carnival because it's a school night. It's like, no, come on, let me go. Cage takes the kid to the Halloween carnival. The kid starts being weird and going like, oh, the man in the window scared me. So we looked at the man in the window. There wasn't any man in the window. What are you talking about? Daddy, can we please pay the ghost? What? What? What's going on? And the kid's like, yep, the kid's speaking shit and the kid's seeing vultures, but there aren't any vultures and stuff like that. And then Cage is like, come on, chill out mate and then watches uh goes goes to a nice cream van to get an ice cream turns around the kid's gone cage oh, has lost his child and he's running around going where's my child where's my child goes back home and he's like to the wife is the kid here i've lost the kid and the wife very sensibly just goes you just left him at the carnival like so you couldn't find him at the carnival so you just fucked off home and she's really angry at him obviously and a lot of crying and a lot of sobbing. And then, boom, one year later. What? Yep, that's the intro. The kid's missing in a spooky way. He didn't call the fucking cops? Uh, the implication is that he called the cops because later on in the film he keeps going to the police with more information for them. So there's an uh, ongoing okay. thing. The implication is that, but it's a year later, him and his wife are separated because he lost their kid. Oh, come on. Hey. He lost the kid. I think it's fair that there's like a bit of fr- it might not it might not be the correct thing for either of them to do, but the fact that there's friction in their relationship and they I separate. S- I can't stand the high standards in, in marriages anymore. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's disgusting. I lost one kid. You never talk about all the times I didn't lose the kid, do you? I made the kid. Like exactly. I, I helped you make the kid. That we can make. We'll make more of them. It's good. Exactly. That that is the wonderful thing about um, childbirth, isn't it? You can just make more if you lose one. But um, a year later, and Cage is still putting up posters going like, oh, missing child, all of that, better, better, better. Going to the mm. police, going, hey, all of these pedophiles have been released from jail. Have you looked into this person, this person, this person, and this person, and this person? The police are like, can you fuck off, right? We're doing our job. We know what to do, but you coming in every day is slowing us down. And it's like, nah, you're not doing your thing. But he remembers that his kid said, pay the ghost. And he starts seeing graffiti of Pay the Ghost in certain places. Mm. So he follows it and he finds this like homeless community. He's like, what does Pay the Ghost mean? What does Pay the Ghost mean? Tell me. Come on. What about the, what happened to the bear? All of that sort of thing, right? And uh, one of the homeless people is like, hey, come with me. I'll help you out. Shows him to a wall with Pay the Ghost written many times. That is the extent of the help the guy offers. And when Cage is like, what does it mean? Go, Probably means the words it says. Not useful as an explanation. Mm. But this goes on for most of the film. Cage just trying to find out what it means and he's looking up and finding more children go missing at Halloween than any other time of year. And all of these children that go missing, there's some sort of connection. He 
finds a man whose child went missing a couple of years ago on Halloween, and that man's now a smackhead, and he's going like, I, I had to pay the ghost, but I ran out of money. And he's like, what does that mean? He's like, I'm not going to tell you. They get a medium to come to the house to try and do psychic nonsense to find out what's going on, but the medium accidentally sees some ghosts and gets thrown against the wall, and all of her inside organs get burnt up. Oh. <clears throat> yep. Uh... Are you with me so far? Uh, I think so. <laughs> yep. So it's gone from sort of missing child to supernatural things are going on. And they jump straight to, we don't know what's going on. Let's get a psychic involved or a medium or I think it's the same thing. Whatever. And they start upping the supernatural stuff. There's a lady whose child went missing and the policeman wants to speak to her. And she works in a kitchen and she starts talking about paying paying the ghost and then the kitchen sets itself on fire and everyone's like oh my god what's happening there's fire <laughs> everywhere but then the fire just goes away and then where we the f- fuck is this going we find <laughs> out oh uh then the the wife the estranged wife and mother of the missing child she starts speaking to Cage as if she's the little boy, just going what? like, Daddy, it's cold where I am. Won't you come oh. find me? Then gets a knife, starts cutting up her arm. Oh. Uh, Cage, like, slaps her awake, and she's like, Oh, my God, what's happening? And then she looks at her arm and goes, Oh, my God, I've carved weird symbols. If only you were a professor at a university, we could go there and ask one of your mates what it means. Turns out it's a Celtic symbol about some goddess. And they're like, okay, but the Celts were never in America. Yeah, they were. Some Celtic Irish came over in the 1600s. And one of them lived in this very part of America that we're living in right now. But she was set fire to as a witch. And before they burnt her at the stake, they burnt her three children alive in front of her and made her watch. Mm. So now... For reasons I don't know whether I mi- I, I must have missed something because even shit films give you reasons. They the reasons might be rubbish, but they give you reasons. But pay the ghost means that every year at Halloween, the witch, the ghost no. of the witch, has to steal three children. Oh my god! To take them into the spirit world, who play the role of her three children. For reasons. And then they just disappear and exist and live in this spirit world. But every Halloween, the veil between our world and theirs is thin enough that they can Mm -hmm. communicate with us. Oh, yeah. And Cage managed to get his son back from the spirit world. Um, Yep, uh, I wrote, and I don't know how. (laughs) <laughs> is what I wrote in my notes. What? Yeah, I think just through force of will, Nicholas Cage managed to grab his child. At one point, he walks into the past, goes into the cabin where his child is, but then finds a room where there's loads of dolls and his child and loads of other children. And him and his child and two other children who belong to the only two adults we've met, (laughs) like the woman who works in the uh, kitchen and the smack addict, their children, he brings them back as well. 
And all of the children are dressed up like that creature from Trick or Treat, you know, with the uh, sack on his head. Yeah. Yeah, they all are dressed up like that. How Cage got to that house, I'm not... I must have missed something. Maybe I glanced at my phone at that moment. But I think he just walked into it and it just appeared. Probably because the veil was thin. And then he (laughs) brings his children out. And then it's all okay. And then they get... Him and his wife get back together. So do do you ever... Do you even see the witch? You see her a couple of times. Is a she couple cool? of times, I mean, a couple of times she looks just like a old timey woman, and mm. a couple of times they do makeup so she looks like a monster, and that is pretty dope to be honest. But, but yeah, okay. So it turns out there was a witch. She was made to watch her three children get burnt alive, and then she was burnt alive. And now every Halloween, she abducts three random children in the area. And you can get them back by just going to her house, which is easy to get to if you go on the right day. Cool. Yeah. And amongst all of this stuff, the thing which will shock you, because it shocks me, is that the main problem with this film is somehow they've made this boring. Yeah. It could be many things. It should not be bought. You should be gripped. Mm-hmm. You might be infuriated or you might go, this makes no sense throughout the whole thing. But you shouldn't be bored once during this film. Yeah, like, I, you just can't set up a mystery like pay the ghost and have it not pay off in a gratifying way. No, apparently it's la- It's a lazy, boring retread of Insidious. I haven't seen Insidious, but apparently uh, it's the same thing. Okay. And Pay the Ghost takes a weak stab at supernatural horror, but ultimately it's only viewers who will pay for watching this sloppily assembled <laughs> picture. It's, yeah, it's just not very good. And seeing Cage in a horror film, I don't think wow. I've ever seen him in a horror film before. No, I don't think so either. It's not a good fit. It's not a good fit. He does not look mm. realistic when he when he's when he's being scared. He yeah. does. He was acting like it. It was similar acting to uh, him in The Wicker Man, but not as fun. Yeah, because when this okay, was 2015, yeah. so it was around Wicker Man time. Yeah, because now I now I'm remembering Color Out of Space, but that mm. I I don't. It didn't. That wasn't quite a horror movie. Right, yeah. Um, but yeah, wow, that sucks because I I think that would be cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think it would be really cool fit for him to be in the horror movie. Um, but just not hmm. that one. You need to get the like it. Yeah, it's just it's just stupid, and they really they packed so much plot into the last 20 minutes, and the rest of the film was just waiting for the plot. And it wasn't in a satisfying, like, oh, now all the pieces come together. It's It w- it felt more like, oh, yeah, we forgot to tell you. This is what's happening. <laughs> oh, oh, shit, we forgot. Uh, yeah, uh, and that's not satisfying. Like, yeah, no, a, no. A wonderful conclusion is, like, we've said this before about twists. Like, a great twist is when, as soon as it happens, 
there's you you can think it through and go there's no other conclusion possible other than that one mm. but i didn't see it coming and it was wonderful and then if you watch the film a second time with all of the information you're watching a different film and it's really really in, in yeah. engaging whereas mm-hmm. this was just like uh, cage is wandering around new york getting frustrated and occasionally seeing birds that aren't really there what? and everyone's getting annoyed with him and what then do in the last birds 20... have to do with anything oh fuck knows uh the, the vultures are pretty dope vultures are ah. cool and a bit deathy so we'll mm. make them see vultures occasionally but oh. it, and, and pay the ghost see like it's a stupid title and it's a stupid concept the idea that the dead witch has to steal three children every year yeah and take them to a weird world which is so far removed but you can just go to Ugh. it annoyed me <laughs> it was so yeah, stupid I, it just i yeah i just hour and a half though. what yeah, the pay, fuck it's just stupid yeah uh what she got killed in 1679 though there you go wow it's good yeah. you stupid but there's that. What happens in Honeymoon in Vegas? <laughs> cool. Yeah. So I'm going to read to you, before I get into uh, the synopsis of this movie, mm. the tagline. Okay? This will set it up real nice for you. <laughs> A comedy about Ooh. one bride, two grooms, and 34 flying Elvises. Oh! I remember the poster of this. Yes, yes. It's yes. an iconic poster, honestly. Yeah, it's a great poster. Um, is this not a great film? This I thought this would be a wonderful film. That's a great tagline. I remember when this was coming out and people talking about him dressing up. Because at the time, he was dating Elvis's daughter. Yeah, Priscilla. Don't, I, yeah, Priscilla. Like, I can't. That's just like a random memory that I shouldn't have. I should really be remembering something else, like the face of a loved one that's passed away. But that fact <laughs> is locked in there. Like, uh, yeah, I remember they're talking about him dressing up as Elvis and and dating Priscilla, and and uh, that's this film. Mm. And uh, it's uh, it okay. So the the movie begins with Nicolas Cage's character. Uh, Jack Singer, mm. going to see his mother in the hospital. She's on her deathbed. Um, and re- I just want you to remember, this is supposed to be a comedy. Okay. Okay. Just keep, okay. just tr- attempt to keep that in mind. So she's on her deathbed, and um, she tells him like, "Hey, I want you to look. If I go, you know, I just want you to do remember two things that I." I love you and I've always loved you and I want you to always love me and two, never get married. Okay. Okay. And cool. he can't he can't promise her that, so she dies. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Um flash forward, uh he is uh dating uh Betsy Nolan. He he works as a private investigator. Mm-hmm. Uh dating Betsy Nolan, which is uh played by Sarah Jessica Parker. Oh, it's always nice seeing her in films. Like yeah, she's yeah, she's she's really neat. Um, uh, she she's like a she plays a teacher. You know, they're they're just in a relationship. Yeah. Uh, and it's obvious like he 
uh, cannot get to the marriage step in their relationship. Mm. Uh, he has dreams about his mother, uh, and uh, usually the the concept of a dream about his mother is usually met with some joke about how she's naked in the in the dream. Okay. Okay. So he has yeah. dreams about his naked mother. Uh, Stopping him from getting married. Oedipus complexes are so fucking funny, you know. Um, they go, uh, they're having a lull in their relationship because he's struggling and he's like, all right, fuck it. Let's just go to Vegas and let's get married because I don't want to lose you. Yeah. Fair so, enough. Right. Like, sure. It makes sense. Um, so they do just that. They go to Vegas and while they're at big Vegas, a man named, uh, Tommy Corman played by James Kane of, mm-hmm. uh, Famous uh, weak ankles, James King. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, uh, he spots uh, Betsy, and he's like, I gotta have that. Okay. Remember, this is a comedy. Okay, comedy. Um, So, he he's like kind of like this Vegas mob bossy sort of like vibe to him. Mm. Um, real kind of like a gross, greasy sort of fella. Um, so what he does, he sets up a game, a uh, poker game, where Jack is invited, and he essentially, like, just puts Jack in a heaping amount of debt, right? Mm. And then he proposes a way for him to pay off this debt uh-huh. is to let him spend time with his girlfriend for the weekend. Yeah. Classic Yes, classic jerk. And, um, you know, in threat of otherwise just... uh, He implicates, like, breaking uh, bones and killing Jack. Um, So, obviously, they have to go along with it, right? This man's a threat. He has a lot of money. Yeah. Um, The film is basically just him... uh, The Tommy character completely and utterly gaslighting Betsy for about an hour. Jesus. Um, while Nicholas Cage is trying to, um, uh, just trying to like get back to her, like trying to reach her, uh, in, in some way or another. And she's trying to call him, but you know, cell phones aren't really a thing yet. No. Uh, so, but he's not there because he's trying to, you know, meet her, trying to get back to her. They can't quite meet each other. Uh, she becomes more and more gaslit. Uh, the movie uh, culminates in uh, the final scene where the only way Nicolas Cage can get to her is to uh, wear an Elvis soup and parachute um, down to her with all the other Elvises. Uh, they meet and she's like, oh, I'm so stupid, can't believe I believed in that guy, and he's like, yeah, that was dumb, but that's okay. I I also shouldn't have done any of that other shit, too, and that's it, and the guy just gives up. (laughs) They they get married, and uh, the other dude who uh, threatened to kill or break limbs and also they owe a lot of money to just is like, ah, they're together. That's it. It's over. Um, Okay. Okay, so so the the only threat, the whole purpose of the film, 
just gives up and walks away. Yep. Brilliant. Did they just um, get bored when they were writing the film? Did they just go, how do we get out of this? Oh, who cares? <laughs> yeah, it really is just, com- it's a thread completely dropped. Like, he, the, the man literally, like, just shrugs and throws his hands up and then walks away. A man who, like, it obviously is a massive threat. Like, he has a lot of resources. He has a lot of pool in the community. Mm. And it's like, eh, he... They, she found out I don't it, here's the thing like even in the last few scenes of the film where he's been just gaslighting her the whole time he finally like you know shows his teeth to her mm. uh, and like starts threatening her like like you better marry me or like I'm a man who gets what he wants so you yeah. better do this so it's obvious like he doesn't really care that the pers- her perspective of him shifted but but they met, so it's over now. Yeah. How bizarre. It- yeah. So, uh, Pat Moretta, Moretta in here right. of uh, of Karate Kid fame is in yeah. this movie. Oh, sweet. Yeah, really cool. Honestly, he he plays a Hawaiian uh, man named Mahi Mahi. The best part of the entire movie. <laughs> Not enough of him. He's just he's just like a taxi driver, but he does great. But uh, Peter that, Bull yeah. plays also plays in a Hawaiian man in a very problematic role. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, it's rough. It's a it's rough to see, but it's it's not bent on too hard, thankfully, but mm. it's like, ugh, you're kind of pulling at the at your collar a little bit at it. It's not um, like short circuit two levels of problematic. <laughs> no, 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 thank god. No. But it's 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 uh, oh it's below that, but it's it's somewhere around there. That sound right. That film sounds rubbish, and yeah. you've got Cage dressing up as Elvis, probably to sheer delight to him and Priscilla. Do you reckon? Mm-hmm. Do you reckon he ever dressed up as? Do you reckon? Right when? Oh, uh, can you believe? Oh, that's when Cage was. With I'm gonna dress up as your dad. dead father. Yeah. But it's it's also like well I'm not really dressing. I up hope as you. not. I'm dressing up as Alvis, who is your father, but also it's fucking Alvis, so it doesn't really count. Like, <laughs> like, like where's the line? Because some celebrities. Where are is so, the line? I don't know. We. <laughs> I'm not sure we should pursue it, just in case we find the line and go. Oh, it was ages ago. That's where. <laughs> Oh wow, it's a couple of miles back that way. Yeah, that that is um, a shame. We have been horrific. But yeah. So yeah, in terms of like a comedy, it's it's um it's not funny. And I, oh. I I'm not sure it was really supposed to be. I I I genuinely not even like um not even like oh it's old, so like the style of of the comedy, you know, the bits are, you know, of the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sort of issues. Honestly, it's like it is hard for me to find the bits and the jokes and the. Well, eh, do, you, eh, do you think it was um, like always just an action or a thriller which had a few jokes in it and they went, oh, fuck it, with the marketing, let's lean onto the it's a comedy because that'll get bigger numbers than thrillers yeah. or something? 
I just like if it's not a comedy, I'm not. I'm honestly not sure exactly what it is. If it's not that, mm. I have no way of defining it outside of that. But was it what's enjoyable? The biggest. So no. Uh, the biggest <laughs> joke of the film is that it costs fifteen dollars to watch on Amazon Prime. Oh my Christ! Really? Yeah. So yeah. At least pay, I, pay the ghost was two dollars to buy. Oh, thank God! Yeah, I we don't talk a lot about what the this podcast costs us uh, outside of just uh, time and also uh, yeah. <laughs> just the weight of how bad some of these movies. <laughs> are. Uh, uh, but uh, usually, like you'll find any of these movies for like uh, four or five bucks to rent for yeah. the day, and it's not a big deal. I'm. It's fucking fantastic. I'll do it anytime. But fifteen fucking dollars for this thing—that's incredible. Because, uh, like, basically, when when we're choosing which films uh, to go with, I don't know about you, but very low on my list is like, which of these films am I excited to watch? Like, it, usually, it's just okay. Let's look on the usual places where I buy films. Let's look for films under three dollars. If there's any Nicolas Cage film mm-hmm. under three dollars, I'll just buy it. Doesn't matter what it is, I'll just buy it. Mm-hmm. Which is why I ended up with an accumulation. I spent about forty dollars on about twenty Nicolas Cage films. Nice, <laughs> like, but they were all the ones that we've never heard of before, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. a lot of them weren't really very good. And then next, it's like, okay, well, what streaming services have I got available to me? What mm, Nicolas yeah. Cage films are, are on yeah. them at the moment? We'll what am I already movies. subscribed to? That yeah, I can get yeah. What, like, go through uh, our DVD collections. You know, what Nicolas Cage <laughs> films do we current? What's the easiest route to watching it? Like, mm. so it's going to be the later episodes are when will sound much more committed because there'll be <laughs> so many more. Like, this was fucking twenty dollars and. <laughs> and it wasn't excellent. I'm livid. <laughs> or, yeah, or, I although, just I could not believe that. There's also no HD version of this film, really? um, which yeah, I, I also kind of surprising given the fact that I too kind of thought that this was like supposed to be like a film that people liked a lot or or it was important for the time or yeah. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's. It's it's absolutely infuriating, isn't it? It's infuriating yes. that so, that films that old still only mm. exist for that sort of price. <sighs> what can you do? Well, we can just crack on with more and more of these. I tell you what you can do, actually. Mm. You can do what I did before we started watching this pod- podcast. You can uh, listen to the Eternal... Cauldron of Emotions, uh, an excellent podcast by Friend of the Pods, yeah. uh, Tammy and Aaron. Uh, they, I was listening to their Humanity Bureau episode, yeah, uh, and it was comforting to know that I wasn't the only one who you didn't weren't, like it. You weren't alone. Good, I because it's I'll, I'll listen to um yeah usually when I'm listening to their podcast, which I I would recommend. I will perpetually joke about it being too long but in all seriousness it's a really enjoyable fun show you should listen to it but um i usually listen to when yeah when we're getting ready to do 
to do a specific film. I like hearing what they've got to say. Usually we agree with them every now and then, and it's always with people liking something and us disliking it. I've not yet found an example where we've liked a film and everyone else hates it. The closest Mm. we've come to that is me loving inexplicably Dog Eat Dog. I don't think that's a very popular one. I don't think anyone hates it as strongly as you do. I, I think I think you are the outlier there. You d- despise it <laughs> on a level I'll never fully understand. Nor is it important enough to try and understand. Like, but um, yeah, I think I think it's just it. What I want to know because I know we choose our films pretty much like you know that there's a logic behind it but it's kind of random isn't it like Mm, we don't yeah occasion like we we've sort of paired up all of the films like months ago but you know we don't always stick to that and whatever it just Mm. comes down to ease uh, like availability and whatever yeah but i wonder how the other podcasts there are millions of cage podcasts uh, who do a similar thing i wonder whether they are consciously going right i don't care how we get hold of these films but we need to do this versus this next uh, whether yeah. it is that or whether they're doing the same thing as us and like hey what do you want to do i don't know let's go on netflix oh these two films are available fuck it let's there do those go. hit yeah. play yeah yeah i would um yeah i wonder if someone has a like methodology that is uh that is geared for like uh, that is geared for like podcasts to be the most entertaining. I'm sure someone's done uh, then, that kind of math, but there yeah. must be. But then I quite enjoy the slapdash nature of yeah. how we put them. I quite enjoy- and again, like we we kind of like line these up pretty well, almost haphazardly. Yeah, occasionally they're so painfully on point that mm. we must mm. have done it on purpose, and yet we didn't. And other times, oh, like, you know what? I just realized. Both uh, of these films are shit. Are in debt. Oh about yes, debt. Both you're of these indebted films are... to the witch, and then and then you have to give up a loved one. Holy oh shit! Oh my man. god, we are ha- so fucking good at podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in your face, cauldron. I bet, you, I bet you don't do pair ups as good as this, or I bet you don't retcon as hard as this. <laughs> <laughs> if we take this part out. And just explain to them how it works. They, they'll never know. They will never know. In fact, just in just in case, just so we've got options. So these two films came together because um, I believe you were discussing this earlier, Thomas. That these because these mm-hmm. films yeah. both seem to be uh, about a sense of debt, don't they? Yeah, like a it's a it's kind of the connecting thread is sort of about you know giving up a loved one mm. uh, to get like to pay a debt essentially. Yeah, so I wonder whether he intent he being Nicolas Cage. I wonder whether he intentionally chooses his films in pairs. I wonder whether he intentionally just goes, "Well, this is the mirror of this film." Yeah, absolutely. With a with a filmography uh, in triple figures, you can afford to get really wanky with it, can't you? Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. can afford to go, "I've been offered these films. If I take this film, it does feel like the spiritual sequel to this one I did in the '80s." Like, and I think that, I think that'd be really fun if he did shit like that. And I, I wouldn't put it yeah. past him. I wouldn't put it past. I don't him. think so either. I think he's a man. But um, who do we think wins? Uh, we haven't really. Uh, yeah. 
got much to choose um, from. Because yeah, c- I have a kind of pushing this off on purpose because um, <clears throat> I I almost. You know, we, we, we kind of make a joke of, like, we're going to fight, these films are going to fight, and we're fighting for the film. and Yeah. But I, it would be really cool if your film kicked mine in the nuts really hard, <laughs> and they both had to be disqualified. <laughs> that would be great. But unfortunately, due to the arbitrary rules we have chosen to put in place, the yep. thing is, we have allowed some bullshit to get through. Oh, yeah. So if we kick out both of these, then that means, essentially, like, Pig and Mandy could have both gone through. But it's, yeah. it's turned out yeah. this way. And the thing is, what was what was Cage like in this one? I know you didn't enjoy it, but you got yeah. Cage as an Alvis right. impersonator. Yeah, we've got, we've got to lean on his ability to... Uh, God damn it, I keep knocking shit over a fucking desk. It makes a lot of goddamn noise. I'm pissed. I'm pissed. Because in Pay um, the Ghost, Cage gives a boring performance. He is phoning it yeah. the fuck in. He is not invested in this film. I'm sure if you watch interviews, he'll go, well, all of these films are like my children. I take them all seriously. You don't, Nick. We know you don't. Why do you peddle this lie? There's definitely films that he's shown up to this one is like you know it's an earlier film it's it's 1992 yeah 1992 and um so he's got that like erratic energy that he had in films of that era of that season of his life um so it's that's cool to watch also you know he even though it's not funny, it is entertaining. Okay, mine wasn't. Pay the Ghost is not entertaining. Then get that fucking thing out of here. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Honeymoon in Vegas is going to have to go through. Just yeah. because you said it was entertaining. There's loads of problems with it. You didn't enjoy it like you've enjoyed have, have pretty you much. Have you ever had to... Um, have you ever had to be a wingman on a double date? Um, oh, God, yeah. Um, I've had to be a wingman a couple of times uh, on double dates. And on. I had a friend. This was back when I was in my early 20s. And this was weird looking back on it. Not in a sort of mm. creepy way, just in a... Just going to cut all of this bit out because... Uh, libel, really. But I think everything that's legally dubious is dealt with so i'll do the old interlude noise and then drop you right back into it shall i yeah he's he's actually successful this is what happens i stop (laughs) being friends with people and then they i hold people back i'm sorry thomas but i do (laughs) no 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 no, no. not intentionally I, i i don't there's I, I like to think there's not a malice bone in my body apart from for unpleasant people and then I've got a terrible side to me. But there's... I I, I hold people back and I... I it's, it's happened to a lot of people. I've stopped hanging around with them and all of a sudden they've got that book deal. They've made that film. <laughs> they got that promotion or whatever it is. But uh, what about you? Have you ever um, done the wingman thing? Yeah, yeah I've had to... Um, you know, you, your friend, he's, he's got a lady, but the lady has a friend. 
She yeah. doesn't want to go by herself. But, and then now I got to, now I got to like, uh, shepherd the friend, right? Yeah. Like, deal with the friend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of what this is with Honeymoon in Vegas moving along. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not the position we want to be in. No. But it's like, you know, you're trying, we're doing, we're doing a solid really like. Yeah. Yeah. We just, we just know come round two, we want it to be an even number of people. So no one feels left out. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone's getting an easy ride. Whoever's against honeymoon in, uh, Vegas, they've won already pretty much. <laughs> Because I don't think there's many duds going through to round two. There's a handful. There's five yeah. or six that, like, really... And it's only going to get harder, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's... it. Like, I, what I'm looking forward to, I'm looking through the list of all these films, and uh, I'm really excited about Vampire's Kiss. Because that's got uh, the classic... Yeah. I've never seen it, but it's got the classic scene of... Yeah. yeah. So that that could be a great one. And yeah, that's another grail that I'm really trying to avoid. Yeah, yeah. I think I think that one will be uh, good. And I, I want to watch two one one because it fucks with my spreadsheet because it um doesn't it it justifies right instead of justifies left. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so so that just winds me up. So I'm hoping that one loses so I won't have to have it in the spreadsheet going nice. forward. But, um, yeah, well, I mean, reluctant congratulations, Honeymoon in Vegas. Yeah, I guess you um, did the bare minimum, and uh, like uh, a Nepo kid, you've scraped right by and got right through. Exactly. You don't deserve it. You didn't work for this. You did not work for it. But, you know, nepotism is successful a lot of the time, even though, as a dear friend of mine used to say, if I have heard of your parents, I do not need to hear of you. Mm. Which I think is uh, not necessarily fair, but I think it's a good point, and I agree with it wholeheartedly. <laughs> so, but, on the lines of uh, that, what is something... What's a child of Greg that we can hear about? Um, I the Better Bible 2, the new batch, is my current child and my current sort of... Not my favourite child, but the one I'm giving most attention to. Uh, at, at the moment, that's that's ploughing ahead. I'm hoping... Like, I've got a million things I want to get done, but it's just finding the time for them. But mm-hmm. that I'm pushing forward, I'm pushing through, because the the end is miles away, but it is in sight, because I know like there's only a finite number of books in Bible to retell. And the wonderful thing is, I've put all the scripts together into one document... And I have essentially rewritten all of Bible. And with a bit of adjustment, I might see if I can publish. That's like, huge. The Greg translation of Bible. That's so huge. Yeah, that would be so sick. I can't see any way that would upset anyone. No, 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 no. But what about you, Thomas? What have you got going on? Who are your kids? Me, my children, they're what i have birthed from my loins mm. is a collaboration yet another one uh with some uh streamers some twitch streamers we're playing D. that's dungeons and dragons for those who <laughs> <laughs> uh we're playing uh 11 a.m est on sundays at 
twitch.tv slash off duty order. That's O F F D U T Y O T T E R. Off duty order. We're playing D and D. If you like D and D, I'm in one of your Woo! Amazing. And also, what we'll point out to you uh, guys listening, uh, we might take a little break for a bit. We are on episode. I think this is episode twenty-four. But if it's if it's not, I'll drop in the correct number now. This is episode 23, 24, 25, 26. One of those. We are going to be with you till episode 30. And after that, we're going to take a break just for about a month or something. Just because uh, Thomas has got all his D&D to concentrate on. I've got um, an entire religion to rework for people. And uh, we've got we've got loads of boring life things in the way, so we're going to take a little break for about a week, for about a month, maybe six weeks. We'll see what's going on. But if you keep an eye on our Instagram, we will keep you updated with what's what's going on. And don't worry, we're 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 just pausing for a little bit. We're not going away. We just wanted to uh, make well, sure we, we can't don't go away. Yeah, we'll we'll go away when we're good and fucking ready, and we'll be good and ready when we've watched every fucking cage film and we've decided which is the best one. But yeah, that's um, how this ends. God damn it! Exactly. So you've got you've got about another four episodes or something with us, and then uh, then we'll go away for a bit. But we'll be back. Oh, don't worry. Don't dry dry your tears. Dry your tears, little little (laughs) child. It's It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And I'm sorry that the episode a couple of episodes ago just finished without an outro i was just you know i, I was just really excited at making it exactly 40 minutes to prove a point <laughs> that's the kind of fun you get here within uh the, the podcast the, the, the podcast yeah we are best at podcasts we are, we are better than everyone else we're doing we're doing the best at this yeah all right well you you sleep tight kids or actually no it's early in the morning get up get yourself out of bed get to work Get to work or get to school or get to... Well, I don't know what you do with your life. Let us know. Send in a photo of you guys uh, doing whatever it is is your best thing. Let us know what's going on. Update us. We're not going anywhere. Check in. Check but, in with your friends over here at Cage Fights. Yeah. We'll see you later. Bye-bye. Viva Las Cage. What do you say we cut the chit-chat a-hole?